Hey everybody, it is Sunday and that means it is episode day here at Crit and Fumble. I'm super excited not only to get this release out, but also to roll some dice and play some games. Uh, let me give you a quick recap of episode six though before we get started. So Eloth and Renigo had a little joint experience when they shook hands, both holding the ring. First Renigo taking control and then Eloth, strangely. Later in the episode, Renigo was cut loose from his lifeboat and sent adrift, and I believe poor little Flintpin is currently holding himself above the water in a bag of holding. Now, I don't even know if that's possible or if it's in the D&D rules. I'm sure we're going to hear about it, but screw it. He's holding himself up with Mage Hand, and that's that. So now, let's get ready to see what happens in Episode 7, The Captain's Quarters. Adventurers, grab your weapons, but first, kiss your kin. So, episode seven. Wow. Yeah. Here we are. Dun, 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 dun. A lot a lot happened last week. Um, Who would have thought we'd last this long? Yeah. <laughs> it is surprising yeah. considering the amount of people you betray and murder. Me? It's surprising you're you so specifically. Alive. You specifically, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I may have been directly looking towards trying to go in that yeah. Please, please, listeners, let us know in the comments if you want Renico to die. <laughs> ha- hashtag don't kill Renico. Hashtag don't reckon he'll kill Renico. Hashtag please kill Renico. <laughs> yeah, there you go. By this time this airs, you'll be dead anyways. <laughs> We've mixed up the table a little bit, kind of, maybe. Um, but today we are joined with Golden Axe. Ooh, hello. Welcome to uh, episode seven. We'll be uh, seven. Turn seven. 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 So we'll be trying to uh, get ourselves out of this episode, uh, hopefully alive. We have next Die Frost. Maybe this week I'll get to have my revenge on Jane. Maybe. Followed by Flintpin. Oh boy. Flintpin is uh, currently holding himself up in a bag of holding, floating around in the ocean, wondering if he's going to drown. Probably will. <laughs> Speaking of maybe drowning and wandering around in the ocean, next we have Renigo. Right, I'm uh, shipwrecked today with a bunch of zombies. <laughs> Perfect place to be. Perfect place to be. By myself. And of course, getting off the dinghy that you had stolen is Gemini. Uh, I'm going to do everything tonight to not get urinated on, and if I do, that fucker is dead. <laughs> Whoever pees on me tonight is dead. That's all. That's, that's, that's. I really hope you don't piss yourself off. <laughs> <laughs> no, no promises. And finally, we have Eloth. Good evening. Um, Eloth is, uh, I think at this point, he's really wondering why the hell he didn't just stay at the monastery and not come find these people again. <laughs> I, think, I think the tattoos on the hands have something to do with that. Maybe. Perhaps. And of course, I am your GM, Rob. Um, yeah. 
I don't know. Let's just play. Also known as Talus Wind. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, let's just drop that one more week. Just just in case just anybody in case. doesn't know yet. Um, but yeah, let's let's get back to playing because it's been too long. I've I've been away for a little bit to go to Chicago, and that was yeah. Should have done that. Too much rum. Mm, too, much pizza. Pizza. too much rum. Now oh. we're having D and D withdrawal. Yeah, we're all having withdrawal. We didn't know what to do with ourselves. The pizza was so good over there, though. <laughs> <laughs> Don't open that discussion. That's too wide. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, cool. Let's all rejoin right. the party. Okay. Actually, no. Let's rejoin Renigo, as you are on this ship, <laughs> the night sky above, the waves crashing about across this broken down ship. You can hear the dinghy rocking against the wooden planks of this uh, boat that you have it tied up, the rocks nearby, and the shuffle from beneath you as it sounds like the bodies down there are moving. So I'm kind of picturing that the front of the boat is pointed at the air like it's rammed onto these rocks. It is. It's almost a bit of a climb for you to get up, but I mean, you could kind of scamper up. So I could get up to like the very tippy top of the boat? You could. And can I see the undead below me? You'd have to be standing right over top of what would be... um, it's a large cutout for uh, the hold um, where they'd actually drop a cr- like almost like a crane down from the mast if the mast was still there. Right. And a um, couple other questions. So can I still see the other ship and flint pin um, behind me? Make a perception check. Is it, is it fully dark at this point? It is quite dark, it's, yes. Uh, I rolled a three, so I'm assuming I can see nothing. No. Um, over the crashing waves and the wind... Yeah, you are not able to pinpoint the location of the ship. In fact, you're not too sure what direction is what right now. Okay, and um, peering into the hold of the ship where the undead are, can I see anything other than undead zombies? As you look down there, you do notice something. And this catches you off guard because you've seen this recently in a vision. And this is what's confusing you, is in your last recent vision, you remembered a guard from Neverwinter. A guard that you had killed and a friend of yours had helped clean up. Yet in your vision, this was only moments ago you saw him aboard a different ship. And yet now he is down in this hold in front of you. Staring up. One of the guards I killed in Neverwinter. Right arm. Okay. As you look down, you do notice something. Several of these corpses down below are missing their lower jaw. Oh, so these are some of my past kills, maybe. Perhaps. All right. And the, the guard from Neverwinter that I do recognize, he's, he's an undead. Yes. All right. It's hard to walk around with the missing lower <laughs> half of your jaw. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I still have my, my short bow. Yes. And uh, I can safely stay out of their reach, right? You can. So can I um, just sit and try and attempt to pick them off one by one with my short bow? Yes. I'm going to assume you have only a quiver of arrows. That's 20 shots. Yeah, I don't. I, uh, I wouldn't I don't expect you to have more than that. I have uh, seven hundred and forty-six arrows. No, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but very exact number. I like that. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. There's no need to roll. Okay. As you're sitting there shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You will run out of arrows before you run out of things to shoot at. Okay. Is there anyone in particular you want to kill? Definitely the guard from Neverwinter. Okay. He goes down. After right. a few shots. Right. Um, how many are left uh, wandering? Well, let's just say as you kill one, another one moves in to fill the void. So it's pretty much a bottomless pit of... It's like a hold of a ship filled with undead. So are these undead just like 
do they not do they not seem to have like any type of sense of thought at all because if they're watching people around them drop they're not going to turn and get angry or anything they're zombies they do not seem to have any care or love for each other no okay i have a i have a rope on me yeah um i'm gonna attempt to tie a noose okay and I would like to dangle the rope and try and get it around the head of that particular guard from Neverwinter so I can winch him up. Okay. Roll me a dexterity check. And I'll say roll it with disadvantage just due to the fact of how many shuffling bodies you're trying to avoid. Uh, sorry, what kind of check was it? Dexterity. Ooh, good. I get a modifier. Plus three. So I get a... Thirteen. Thirteen. You don't get it around his head, but you do manage to catch his arm as you've dropped this thing down. It's got kicked up, and this noose wraps around it, hooking him around the wrist. Okay. I'm going to winch him up by the wrist then. Okay. Roll me a d20. Four. Four. (laughs) You start pulling. You're doing amazing. (laughs) You're falling in. As you begin to pull and pull and pull, um, you have to kind of brace yourself as you start to pull this thing up. It's a lot of weight, and you're not a big guy. And he's fat. He's a bit bigger, yeah. (laughs) You're saying he's girthy. And um, as you're pulling and you're bracing yourself against the rail, I need a reflex save from you. Dexterity. I don't like the sound of this. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a five. Oh, it's a a saving throw? So I... Yeah. Still, I'm, I suck. I, I, I fail. Okay. You hear this popping sound, met with the sound of flesh tearing, oh. as an arm comes flying out of this hole, and you go flying back over the rail into the cold water again. Excellent. Oh. All right. Um, did the, so did the hand come? The hand came flying. <laughs> <out of this. laughs> Was he wearing a ring or anything? No. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to hop back up. Yeah, you climb back aboard the ship. And this you, sort of actually... The cold oh, wind nipping at you. You're now soaking wet clothes. This falls into what I wanted to do anyway. I just didn't want to start this way. I, I'm actually going to strip naked. Okay. Because um, <laughs> I've always wanted to be naked. We just gained a few new listeners. <laughs> I would no, say we lost a few. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you, hey, how do you, you really know? can He's... keep your clothes on at the table. We don't even have yeah. That's a He's demonstration. taking his pants off right now. <laughs> it's role playing, not LARPing. Yeah. Yeah. Spoil, spoil. yeah. Just spoil sports. <laughs> don't LARP with that thing. Okay. <laughs> um, I'd like to. Um, I'm keeping the ring around my neck. Mm hmm. And um, I'm going to climb up. I'm leaving my stuff where it won't wash away in the water. Yeah. Carefully, whatever. And then I'm going to climb up to the bow of the boat, to the pointy point of the boat there. Yeah. Just with my necklace ring and my naked body. Okay. And I think we should go to the other people while. Okay. (laughs) You're going to contemplate while you're standing naked on the front of a boat? Just picture me like that. It's like the Titanic scene, you know, on the bow. Oh, 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 oh. oh god! Wait, you, you can't erase that image. Yeah, it's a little minor. Let's just jump back. Reminds me you. more of Silence of the Lambs when he tucks himself between the legs. Oh. Let's jump back to the party aboard the ship, the one that they had hired to get them to the Serpent Isles. Eloth and Gemini are on the top deck, looking over. For any sign of Flintpin who had dived into the water, no sign of Renigo either. Die Frost, you were nearby too, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. 
everyone's keeping an eye out. I can't remember what Golden Axe was doing at the end of the episode, though. Uh, Golden Axe was, was the, she was hanging out with Jane. Right. Yes, yeah, keeping, she was yeah, right, she's pretty badly injured. Yeah. 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 So you, you saw Flintpin go over, but you didn't see the whole bag yeah, I saw, thing, as I was climbing did? up, I saw Flimpin jump over top of me okay. and go into the water, but now I have no idea where he, he is. He didn't jump over top of you. He's well, two and a half feet on top. <laughs> <laughs> he was climbing up. He pole vaulted. And uh, <laughs> uh, I had gone downstairs, and then I'd come back up to come try and grab Difrost um, to help me go downstairs and open up that chest. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To get your stuff out. Yes. The crew is still distracted as they are tending to their wounds and checking anyone for infection anyone too far gone are being mercifully killed and thrown overboard no one, they don't trust any of the bodies and corpses aboard the ship anymore um gemini gemini is going to walk up to Difrost right and he's like Difrost, I, I i need your help with something and uh i I, th- I think there's something you need to take care of anyways i'm just gonna walk over yeah, follow we're, her we're gonna go back downstairs okay you go back down to the chest that you found before. Mm-hmm. It has a metal padlock on it, locked around the, the metal rivets that keep this thing closed. Um, you remember seeing your belongings put in here. Okay. When you're stripped of them. I'm going to look at Difrost. You get this thing open. I go watch the door. You do what you want. Okay. Jane's still pinned up on the wall. No, oh no, she's she, not. She's, oh, right. no, she's up on the deck. Yeah, oh, never mind then. Mm-hmm. You really want to kill someone, eh? Just oh. right away. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Do, do, do you mind doing me a favor and opening up this chest for me, please? <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna say whatever, and I'm gonna uh, try and pick the lock. Okay. Roll me a dexterity check um, with proficiency, so it's a plus six in your case. Okay. Oh yeah, that's well over twenty. All right. You. What's your dice roll? 18. 18. Okay, thank you. As you move in with your thieves' tools, you pick this lock very deftly. So quickly, in fact, it does not make a sound, and Gemini has, isn't aware that you've actually started work yet. Oh, sweet. And All right, I open the chest and take a, take a peek at what's inside. You see several things, but mostly you'd see Gemini's backpack, her two boomerangs laid aside, um, as well as several strange looking devices that are about a foot and a half long and have a curve back to them similar to the boomerangs themselves but with a metal contraption similar to a lot of what flint pin okay. uses i'm gonna i was getting there <laughs> i'm gonna grab those contraptions and whatnot and shove them in my bag okay Ooh, that's <laughs> a bad idea <laughs> undo undo there are six of them total okay i'm gonna I'm grab two you grab two of them yeah okay Put them in my bag. Put them in your bag. And I'm going to grab Gemini's stuff, walk out of the room, and just toss them to her and walk back up on deck. Do you lock the chest back up? Yeah. Yeah, actually. Okay. You lock it. Smart choice. Smart choice. And you go back up on deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got my stuff back. Meanwhile, we'll jump over to Golden Axe and Eloth standing. Um, So Eloth, being that we haven't uh, seen sight of... um, I can't remember if we actually saw where Renego went or not, but no, you don't know where Renego went. Right. So we haven't seen Renego or Flintplin. So I'm going to climb up the the rat lines up one of the masts towards a crow's nest or whatever, and uh, and just see if I can. No problem. You're look skilled around. enough to get up there without too much effort. I don't need a dice roll. As you get up top there, you will see that there is in fact a single sailor up there 
crossbow in hand as he's looking down at the re- what happened down below. Half of his ammunition pouch of um, crossbow bolts is empty as he's firing down at the undead. He looks at you with some surprise. Can I help you? Well, yes, sir. I was just wondering if, uh, if by chance you saw either of my friends that went overboard there during all that, all that melee a few minutes ago. It's chaos. But yeah, saw a little one go off. Hard to miss. Like a child diving for the water. That woman, the one we sent off to the side, she climbed aboard and cut the boat loose. I don't know where the other one went. Didn't see him. But the boat drifted off. Points off in a direction. That away. And uh, any sight of the of the little one? Have you seen him resurface or anything? He goes to the side and pulls out this metal, what looks like a pipe to you, but it telescopes out, and you realize it's um, what well a telescope basically. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, he puts it up to a spyglass. He puts it up to his eye and looks out. Says, uh, yeah, I I don't see him, but he's a mage of sorts, isn't he? Here, take a look at that. Does that look familiar to you? Take a look at He hands you the spyglass. The spyglass? Um, and points you with the spyglass in a direction. And you see this bag off, somewhat stained, just hanging above the ocean about 20 feet in the air. What you also notice is above it, two seagulls are circling. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't hear you. I believe I've found my friend. Thank you, sir. And I'm going to fold up the telescope and hand it back to him and grab onto a couple of the lines and like, Errol Flynn style slide back down to the deck. <laughs> Sounds painful. I was going to say, <laughs> you burn your hands. I feel like Tash has been uh, brushing up on his uh, sailor speak. You had, he had some nautical Ta- terms no. there. Yeah, you had some I nautical actually, terms I lived there, on a like, sailboat for three years. And yeah, I used well. to sail when I was a kid. Where were you two weeks ago when we can figure right. out what was the- quietly <laughs> laughing myself the whole time. <laughs> we tried to figure out what it was called. Um... Yeah, so once I hit the deck, I'm gonna uh, unless I'm gonna go over to Golden Axe and say, uh, I believe uh, I believe our friend is out there, in in that bag floating above. Yeah, see it there. <laughs> you, you see a speck there, but what you really notice is the two seagulls still circling. I see seagulls. Yeah, just between they're they're circling around. There's a bag floating about twenty feet above the surface there. And you're thinking this is flint pin. I think he's in the bag. <laughs> Good guess. Flinton, mm-hmm. you've been dangling above the water for some time now. And in your attempts to peek out to see, get your bearings by pulling yourself in above this bag that you've been holding up with Mage Hand, uh, every time you peek out, your at weight gets added to it and the bag drops about a foot in a bit. So you get like a, your bearings and then drop. Um, it's, it's pretty terrifying because you know the water's getting closer and closer, but you're not too sure how close. Just that you held the bag as high as you could from your vantage point. As you're doing this, one of the times a seagull came swooping down and tried to take a bit of your scalp or hair. And oh. now you can look up through this hole above you and all you see is blackness around you, but you see this hole above you and you see these seagulls circling. How long does it take to build a new familiar for me it takes about an hour for you an hour and I, I couldn't do that while i'm using your mage hand no because it's a concentration spell and that would definitely break your concentration right you could cast another spell but um as far as that is concerned no you can start a ritual okay yeah is there i know for sure that like we destroyed the two lifeboats but was there was there anything else on there there was there was just the two lifeboats right um 
No, there's several lifeboats. You've only cut one free. The other one's still on deck. And then there's several others that are overturned on top of the deck. No, didn't we use two? Because we used the one that Renago is now taken, and then we used the one that we destroyed with Black Abbott. Oh, yes. Right? So, yes, you're yeah, right. Okay. But there are several other lifeboats. Okay. There's just no, no others on the... We could, we could do that. We could just drop another lifeboat and come underneath him and then... I don't know, yell at him or throw a rock at the bag or something like that so he realizes to drop himself. <laughs> you have to get the ship to turn around. I was going to say. This captain is not the an cap- amenable. He's a dick. The captain hasn't been seen since the big fight, yeah. right? No, he's, he's still not. not around. Oh, so just, everyone oh. does remember that iconic image of his door. Nobody's not going in that room. All the crewmen on the, are like just running still around the ship, like cleaning up, right? They're trying to clean up. They're trying to get their bearings and really get a handle on repairing the damage that was done. Okay. Well, and there'd be a first mate or something that's taken over at the helm. Jane has taken over, not Jane at is. the helm, but she's taken over running the crew. Right. Someone's steering the boat. There I is like a crew member steering. The I boat. feel like we should just go talk to Jane, but I don't know if that should be me. That should be Golden Axe. That will be Golden Axe. Yeah. Mm. Okay. What is um? What is the bag of holding made of? Is it like leather? Um. No. 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 It's like a burlap. Yeah. It looks. Like okay. Burlap. So it's, it's not just... waterproof. No. Oh, shit. <laughs> Man, Flint, Flint's like his mind. My mind right now is scrambling. Like, I'm yeah. like, yeah. I'm like desperate. You have a boat inside the bag. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just little bombs. A lot. Yes. There are um, a few bombs there. Okay. So I mean, Gavin knows that. People are probably going to try and come and get him, but Flintpin has no, no idea. idea. No. Um, and I think he's starting to realize that he can't just hold this bag forever. Uh, no, he's starting to get tired. Almost like you're holding a weight above your head for a yeah. while. It's, but this is a mental strain. Almost like, um, I'd say like almost like you're concentrating on a really tough math problem and you've been doing this for hours and now you're like, oh man, I just don't want to think about this anymore. Yeah. That's how you feel the spell. And, I, and I'm worried that if... I don't do something. I'm not going to have the mental energy to cast anything else. Um, so Flintpin, I'm not quite sure how this is going to work, but with the seagulls floating up above him, he's basically going to try to summon as much energy in lightning bolts as he can, okay. casting it at these seagulls, not necessarily to kill them. Obviously they'll die, but he's hoping for like a thunder wave sort of shock. Like it's just going to be like this bolt that goes straight into the sky that I like it. is basically a beacon yeah. of hope. <laughs> Roll me an intelligence check. Okay. That'll at the very least tell us for sure that you're in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. A one? Natural one. Oh, no. Oh. And flipping lights the bag of holding on fire. <laughs> oh, no. God. Roll this dice and see what happens. All right. This is a dice that I have that has no numbers, just skulls and other random symbols. <laughs> Not a skull. Not a skull. All right. You're dead. You charge up this energy and you blast it upwards. I'd say Eloth, of all people, will see it because he's looking in that direction. He's just pointed out where this bag was and see this bolt of lightning strike up. It goes up. One of the seagulls get caught by this thing. Its wing lights a fire, and it starts spiraling into the water nearby. He would also see that the water near where the seagull lands starts moving around violently as something starts Mm. eating that piece of meat. Interestingly enough, though, as I had told you before, it's overcast. It's dark. The moon is barely shining through the clouds. And this particular cloud that you hit... As this energy hits this thing, 
it starts crackling lightning across all the other clouds around and rain starts to come down. Oh, fantastic. Yes. A lightning storm. Oh, oh, man. As you just charge these clouds into, yes. So I started a storm. <laughs> You've aided to a storm that was probably growing. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, man. Um, okay. Okay, I, so yeah. I'm, I'm guessing I'm dropping into the water right now because casting that would have killed Mage Hand? No. Mage Hand's still a concentration spell. That was not. So oh, not, It doesn't break the concentration, but... Every time you picked up, it's too much weight is the idea. The bag itself is 10 pounds. Coming out your mage bag. hand can hold 10 pounds. But right. as soon as your head pops up, you're over 10 pounds, you're dropping. Right. Okay. What is, was I able to cast it out of the bag without peeking my head out? Um, I'd say you probably dropped a bit because you're, I'm going to say you were smart enough to shooting this lightning bolt through the bag has a chance of damaging the bag that you're right. currently in. And I'd say somewhere deep down in this gnomish head of yours, you know that tearing a hole into extra planar space is not a good idea, especially when we're inside of it. All right, so I put my cute little hands out and cast me uh, <laughs> lightning So we probably shouldn't shoot it with a crossbow then, right? Uh, no. No? Okay. <laughs> Just throw it out there. I was debating on, like, I don't know if this would work. Could I tie my, I don't know if that would work. Can I tie my rope to my boomerang? Throw it out? Not that I don't far. Think of, I don't no, think a boomerang would fly far. right that way. So Goldenax is going to go and talk to Jane. Yeah. And you see her there, and she turns abruptly to see you. Her eyes narrow, but she gives a slight smile. Uh, we need to uh, stop the boat. You need to stop the boat, do you? We need to stop the boat. This time we won't drop the anchor. Gemini from down below. Whoopsies! <laughs> you lot have been nothing but problems for this crew. Why do we need to stop the boat? Um, fire pit is in the water. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see how this concerns me. And how did you start a fire? Oh, right. You're talking about the gnome. The gnome. Fire pit. Uh, Hashtag gnome in a bag. (laughs) (laughs) You paid for your passage, and we are a crew of honor, despite what has been said about us. We'll go back for your friend. Whereabouts is he? You see that flaming seagull? Yes. We need to go there. All hands on deck. She barks orders out. Turn this rig around. The men look at her questioningly, but then they don't question they don't ask anything. They just go to work and um they start moving this adjusting the sails, dropping the lines, and start turning the rudder to spin this ship around. They start making their way back towards this bag that's growing closer and closer in this one seagull seeing what happened, has now flown away. Below, you can see that there are several, what look like small sharks, chewing apart the fleshy, slightly cooked corpse of a seagull in the water. And this bag is starting to wane and dip and drop. The rain coming down now over top of you, as you can see the thunderclouds roaring, flashes of lightning in the sky. Renigo would also see these flashes of lightning not too far off as he's standing naked <laughs> on the bow of this That's right. It's very, free. it's very freeing. It's You're oh. warmer now, I'd say, out of your soaking wet clothes, yet still freezing your ass off because you are naked on a ship. Right. <laughs> In the middle well, of the night. I think Renigo is starting to understand how um, what, pick, what a pickle he's gotten himself into with this uh, ring. And... Um, but he sees an opportunity. So um, if you can picture, I'm on the tip of this boat that's shipwrecked and the 
point of it, the bow, is that what it's called? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what's, on, what's on your tip? <laughs> I'm not there yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to um, actually scramble up so I'm standing on the railing on the bow. Okay. And I'm a pretty dexterous fellow, so I think I can do that. Yeah. And yeah, uh, no in my bare feet, just kind of standing there. And then uh, I'm just going to look out. I can see like the flaming seagull and maybe the ship. And uh, I'm going to firmly grab the ring that's dangling around my neck. All right. Looking very determined. Make the wisdom save. Uh, Natural 20. Oh, nice. (laughs) Nice. Once again, your vision (laughs) fades to blackness, and then back in front of you, you can see that it's now daylight. You're near these aisles, and around you, an undead crew work the rigging of the ship. Nearby is another ship, and you see there's this man with a white beard, and they're approaching, ready to moor these two ships together. Lash them side by side. You are currently standing on the poop deck, and behind you, two undead minions of yours are working the the wheel of the ship. I can see the white beard guy. You can. Okay, I'm gonna walk up to him. Okay, he's on another ship, but they are la- mm-hmm. they're pulling they're these lashed two ships. together. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna walk up to him then. Okay. Does he say anything to me? As you approach, he gives a nod. Master. I'm going to say to him, what did you order that party to do? Which party? The one from Neverwinter that you sent to the cave. I told them to retrieve an artifact. I figured those fools, he says, looking at you almost suspiciously, I figured those fools would have made the mistake of freeing you. Why are they following us? They shouldn't be. From what you told me yourself, they should be trapped there for an eternity. I can sense they're following us. That's not good. Do you want me to go to dispatch them? No. I want you to return to Neverwinter. I want you to retrieve the orb of steel and crystal. But that was rumored to be lost. You said you were going to extract that information where it was buried from Nia herself. Where is the girl? She's dead. Did she tell you where it's buried then? She did. It's in the ruins of her blacksmith shop. Well then, return I shall. Make haste, and if you see those adventurers, steer clear of them for now. I'll take care of them. Very well, sir. He kind of looks back over the horizon. Where do you plan to head? Where shall I meet you next? At the Serpent Isle. To the Serpent Isle then. You wake suddenly as the ship that you're standing aboard with that you are standing naked upon is no longer there. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And you fall into the cold water. Is my lifeboat still there? Your lifeboat is drifting further and further away. Okay. Your bag of stuff that you had put nearby on the deck is sitting in the water, slowly sinking. Okay, I'll die for that. I want to get that. Okay. Roll me, I'd say, an athletics check. So a 13. 13. You start making your way towards as it goes deeper and deeper into the water. As you go down, you see something underwater, glowing deep, far deeper than you think you could dive off these rocks. It's not my bag glowing? No. But as you look down, you recognize what it is, because it's not on your hand anymore. The ring is down there in the water. 
Just leave it. Loretta, just wait leave now. it. <laughs> it's too far for you to die. So, do I have my belongings? Within moments, you get to your bag and you grab it. Your lungs feel like they're bursting from the lack of oxygen. I'm going to hold on to them but swim for the ring as well. Okay, make me another athletics check. A natural one. <laughs> oh, shit. You start going deeper and deeper. And as you start going, the waves above, you can feel the forceful the force of them pushing against these rocks. The waves crash against the rocks, and you take 13 points of damage, so you get bludgeoned against them. Oh, I have six hit points left. <laughs> You're battered, naked, bloodied. And against these rocks, you start scrambling up. The oxygen still lacking from your swim to get your belongings. The boat, you can see it trailing from underneath the water, getting further away from you. Meanwhile, we're going to jump back to the crew, <laughs> who have just managed to hook this bag that's been floating in the sky with a large pole um, with a hook on it, dragging Flintpin aboard. Um, as, as soon as, like, I mean, I, I imagine Flintpin feels some sort of motion like being pulled on you see the a large hook almost pierce your hand as you're like looking up above you and, and it comes hooks you there yeah and he just comes into this space and uh they, they start pulling at it and you i would assume release your hold of the mage hand yeah and uh it just goes limp and gets hooked and gets pulled alongside and then you can see several faces actually a lot of faces looking up at you as you have a very odd perspective from the hole of a bag Everyone's looking into this, all this blackness into this bag. You're looking up and only sees all these faces from what would almost be like the floor-like level. And then it's picked up and you're raised up to like a level much higher than you've ever experienced in your life. <laughs> <laughs> As you stand almost a head or two below Jane and a couple of her crew members. You sure he's in here, she says, looking at um, Elok. I'm fairly certain... The, the lightning bolt that we keep, that we saw come out of there earlier is classic Flintpin. Would I would I hear them talking? Can I like hop out to? Sadly, um, I'll need an athletics check for you to climb out of this thing. Oh come on! <laughs> <laughs> you are two feet tall. It's your, yeah, it's your size. Uh, athletics, not great. I think it's like a. Oh man, seven. Seven. Yeah. You, you basically are jumping to try and like reach for the edge of the bag, but you can't quite get there. And until you get hold of that, you're still in this black void of space. <laughs> All right. But you can hear the voices as the sound travels within. We don't have time to deal with this. The storm is raging around us. If this is him, we have to head for port. We can't be caught out in open water like this. Can we, um, well, Elof, not really knowing what this bag is, doesn't have a, a great understanding of magic, just grabs it by the bottom and turns it upside down and starts shaking it. <laughs> okay, as soon as it flips upside down, what do you have inside this bag? Uh, it's me and then, I, it was from that bomb guy, right? Yes. So I think it was just a ton of these black bombs. There are 17 of those bombs. 17, yeah. <laughs> you can, so, if you blow up the ship again. Hey, Eloth is blowing up the ship. We are out of ships. <laughs> the question is, have you put anything else into this bag since you've gotten it? Um, oh, I did. Uh, it was a lockbox um, that I got in Neverwinter. It doesn't have anything in it. It was just a lockable box. Like a chest or it's small, like a almost like a jewelry chest. Okay, yeah, no problem. Eloth, 
as you dump, turn this thing over, all of a sudden you hear this thunk as this wooden box comes crunching, falling out to the ground by your foot, lands, and chips on one corner. And then a ball, and then followed by another ball. And almost like you can imagine just a bunch of balls coming out, like almost like a bowling ball size. Well, not quite that big, but dense. And how big, how big is the bag itself? Like, Oh, the bag is the bag size. Uh, yeah, about a, the size of a, a grocery bag. <laughs> and also just boom, 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 17 of these balls. And then you hear this <laughs> as Flintpin <laughs> <laughs> comes crashing down, landing on top of this pile of balls and this box. Being um, the last thing to enter. Flintpin's going to like gasp for some air, but without anybody noticing and, uh, and stand up and kind of dust himself off and look around be like, well, uh, what for took you so long? Pure comedy's sake, can you roll me a dexterity check? Me? Yes. <laughs> Come on. Pure comedy. Rob's just fucking with me. <laughs> I'm not using that one. 14. 14. Um, as you go to stand on t- to your feet, you basically are on ball bearings with these giant balls at first. And it takes you a moment where you're kind of like a little bit wobbly before you can actually find sure footing. All right. And stand. Cool. Uh, yeah, so I dust myself off and, and look at everybody and, and say, uh, well, what took you so long? <laughs> there you are, my little friend. I don't understand this bag of yours. It's, it's interesting, but anyway. Yes, yes, it's, it's quite magical. Thank you. Um, Renego, I, I saw, I was chasing him and I, I've lost sight. He was on uh, a small boat and uh, I see him go towards bigger boats, but uh, I lose sight once I go in bag. Hmm. Why about, why'd you bother chasing him? I cut the rope for a reason. I wanted to help him with the ring. Yes, that ring. That's not good. No, no. And I, uh, Renego, I think, um, is good to have. But uh, him with the ring, I, I, Flintpin is not so sure. The lost mm. cause at this point. Okay. Um, <laughs> Come on, Dyfrost. <laughs> yeah. I, w- I would have been like standing in the, in the back for yeah. this entire conversation, I would like to go back below deck and see if I can find any more any more pieces of my dice. Okay. Well, Flint, weren't you putting his dice back together for him? I did put it back together. Um, mm. The only thing, it was missing one odd and even number when yeah. I was finished. Two yes. and five, yeah. yeah well, like, it was the, the ink marks. Okay. It, it's right. more the fact that your dice were carved and had ink mm. on it. It's been shattered. And certain parts of it are just okay. not reformed because they were not part of the original. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. Then yeah, I would just like to um, go below deck and pull out one of my daggers and carve the two and the five into the dice, uh, like carefully as as to not destroy the dice. Okay. Roll me just a dexterity check. Let's see how nice you do. Okay. Um, before I forget, yes. The um, the extra magic that my uh, arcane focus, my pipe, was imbued with. Yeah. I was able to summon familiars that are of medium size now, right? Not just small. Oh, so that was your. So you had two things enchant or enhanced by the sacrificial chamber that you sacrificed all your con with. <laughs> yeah. One of which was your familiar itself, which is just there. Your focus allows you to recharge your spells with it once per day. Okay, so I can't can't make a medium size you familiar. Can. That's part of the. Your familiar being enhanced. Okay, I'm sorry to interrupt, Difrost. I just yeah. want to start creating a medium size, like 
um, sea creature since this water keeps getting me in trouble, like a, a turtle to ride on or something. I love it. All right. <laughs> turtle <laughs> of all the things. All things are turtle. A speedy little turtle. Well, I don't know. This Not like, a dolphin. Yeah, dolphin. For the size of flipping. For the size of Well, fuck it. I already said, I already <laughs> said turtle. No, turtle it is. No, it's, I think that's definitely a flipping decision. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he's going to start uh, casting that. Okay. No problem. You Dice. start working away. Okay. Yeah. I rolled a 14. Okay. Yeah. Um, the carving's going quite nicely. Actually, it looks better than the rest. And you're kind of thinking to yourself, man, I wish the rest of these were, you know, just blank so you could do your own work because um, you're doing a much nicer job. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to. You're like, for the, was it the two and the five? Yeah. So the five, you've literally turned into a, a skull and crossbones for your marker. Oh. Cool. Ooh, I see. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would like to attempt to do that for all the all the numbers. Okay. Uh, I'd say you just could work with what's already there and start etching mm-hmm. away into this bone dice. Yeah. No problem. It's gonna take you a few hours because you're taking your time with it. Yeah, that's fine. No worries. So we've we've tur- we've obviously turned around our headed like away from the storm, right? Yeah. So you start turning um, towards your original destination. To get away from the storm that's overhead, lightning still arcing the skies. And Renego, yes, you are in the water next oh, to these was, rocks. I thought I was on the rocks. Yeah, the rocks are there. You're in the water. The rocks. Okay. Are, you can see the light above you, but you rolled a one on your swim check. You aren't going up nor down. <laughs> <laughs> Just crash against. Can the I rocks. attempt to get on the rocks? Yes. All right. Do I need to roll something for that? Athletics again. All right. Strength plus two. I it's uh, nope. Just strength. ten total. Ten, no problem. You manage to clamber up onto these rocks. Okay. They're slick. You can feel a wetness going down your back where you hit the rocks themselves, and it's a warmth back there. And you realize that is likely your blood flowing down your own back. Awesome. Is you there have any this bag in your hand? And from even standing up to there on shore, you can see this red glow down below, pulsing. Oh, really? Um, what's interesting to you is that you're on this rock that the ship was once on and you notice something carved into the stone is some draconic ruins, something you don't recognize above it. The only common letters there, Renigo, etched in there as if you'd carved it yourself, your dagger, which you thought was in your belongings lying there on top. Is there any greenery on this on these rocks? Like no, nothing. It's just rocks. It's just rocks. Um, they almost blend into the sea. You can see how a ship could have got shipwrecked here. Okay, I'd like to use my rope to lash my belongings to the rocks so that they don't, you know, wash away or anything. Yeah. And then I'm going to attempt to dive down for the ring. Okay. Roll me another athletics check. I know this is a bad decision, but I think this is what this stupid bastard would do. <laughs> it is exactly what he would do. Yeah. It's just I would like to say, before the record, just in case you pass out and die, my yeah. Flintpin's plan is to take a small boat and come try to find you, <laughs> just in case I find your floating body. Okay, you find my carcass. I can't help. I, I, I can't even help this guy anymore. You know, he's just lost. Uh, a seven plus so an eleven total. Eleven total. You start making your way down. Once again, you can feel that tightness in your chest. You're about halfway down, and you feel like this burning sensation, like you can almost not make it any further. Okay. Um, I'll go back on the rocks. Okay. 
And I feel like I need to contemplate how to get this ring back. So I'm going to take out my tinder box and my oil flask. Yeah. And light the oil flask just to try and get some warmth going. Okay. And um, I'll lay my clothes out on the rocks, hoping that they dry a bit. It's pouring rain. It's not worried. I thought it was only just above the seagulls. You know, the, the entire clouds above are starting to rain. Oh, am I, am I in the rain? You're in the rain, but at the same time, it will give you some warmth. You just won't be able to dry your clothes. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's what I'm going to do. My oil flask and whatever, and I'll just basically snuggle with my oil flask. No problem. We're going to cut away from Renego up on these rocks. This defeated look as he's attempting to regain some of his warmth after attempting multiple times to get down to this ring. Rejoining the crew as they start making their way towards the Serpent Isles. When, um, like, when we were going back and forth uh, below deck and stuff like that, now, hear me out, everybody. Uh, did, did we see any type of bedding down there, like any hammocks or anything like that? No. I'm going to take everyone's pants and I'm going to tie a knot on them when they're sleeping. I was legitimately going to try and find a couple of hammocks and go throw on a golden axe, set one up, and lay down in it. That's all Gemini's doing for the rest of this episode. It's Um, it's pissing rain. Well, that's true. Also, you have your own quarters on this ship. Oh, fair enough. With your own beds. Well, that's not nearly as much fun, though, is it? Okay. Golden Axe is going to go down to the captain's quarters where she saw the doors slap. slap. Oh, oh, no. Me, you no. got bigger You're not brass supposed to look in there. the rest of us. I'll, 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 I'll follow her. Oh, boy. Oh, okay. Right. Difrost is just going to look over at, um, at Flimpin trying to make eye contact. And then, like, or, like, he's, he's above deck, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to walk up above deck, try and get, gain eye contact with Flimpin. You see each other. All right, I'm going to, like, n- nod my head uh, backwards as, like, follow me and walk back down downstairs into the, uh, uh, what's it called again? Towards the hold. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Flint, Flintpin would follow him. Okay. All right. Um, well, we're the only ones here, right? I'd say you'd find a quiet spot, yes, but it's a much larger ship with multiple All right. rooms down there. I'm just going to reach into my bag and pull out the two mechanical things that I found and hand them to him. Okay. Anyone here would recognize them as what would seem like flintlock pistols. You'd see the mechanical hammer on it, um, single shot in design. Flint pin, you'd recognize this, the mechanical side of it's quite simple, um, but these two are in fact loaded and ready and primed for firing. All you have to do is pull back that and fire, and the black powder would ignite. That's so cool. Whoa. That is amazing. Uh, Flintpin will just look at those kind of questionably and be like, what do you have here? Uh, may I see? Well, yeah, I handed them to you. Okay. Um, <laughs> and Flintpin will, will kind of look them over. In your hands, one of them would feel like a rifle. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have two sawed-off shotguns in my head. <laughs> uh, he, he's going to look them over and just try to understand the mechanics of it. I mean, yeah. I, I obviously figure it out, but it, he's just kind of taking a moment to, to like really understand it. Is he aware that it's loaded and, and ready to go? You have proficiency in knowledge arcana, do you not? Arcana, yeah. You would recognize the powder itself as black powder. Okay. Um, it's not anything that's magical in that sense, but it was something used often in experimentation. Mm-hmm. So um, you would recognize that. You'd basically be able to 
with your tinker knowledge, be able to put out the idea that the force of the explosion from the black powder would be used to send a projectile flying out of the end. Does flint pen see uh, safety on it at all? No. No. <laughs> this is a flint lock pistol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does flint um, pen know what a safety yeah. is? The safety is your finger. <laughs> it's safe as long as you don't point it at yourself. Yeah. It's a mini can. Guns don't basically. kill people. People kill people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering if maybe it's just Gavin thinking, but I'm, he, I'm like, I'm imagining flint pens going like, if I throw this in my bag and it hooks on something, it's going to go off. Um, there's um, a chance. You think, you know, a good place for this would be to, A, not be armed, and two, if it <gasps> was armed, to have it locked away in a chest. I have just the idea. I'm going to go get my dented uh, wood box, okay, and I'm going to put them in there, side by side, kind of like L to L. And us say they uh, barely fit that way, yes. Perfect. Okay. Uh, he's going to lock them up in there. Yeah. And, uh, Is it uh, going look back at, in the bag? Yeah, back into the bag of holding. Okay. Did yeah. you collect those bombs, or are they just rolling around on deck? <laughs> I hadn't thought of it till now, so I'm like, I guess maybe when I went up there and got the box, uh, yeah. they would have been sitting around. I'd be like, oh, yeah, shit, I should probably. Say, I feel um, like Jane would have called someone out on that too. Yeah, someone would put in like seven of them okay. missing. Seven, seven, as they've likely rolled overboard since you've left death, them up. There. Death charges. <laughs> let's let's hope a shark eats them. Um, Remember, like four episodes when we wanted to go fishing. <laughs> there we go. There you go. So Flintpin's gonna make his way back over to Die Frost. Um, he would have just like taken the pistols and gotten got the box first. Yeah, and then come back to Die Frost and. Uh, Say, uh, uh, thank you, my friend. Uh, th- that is uh, a good gift. Um, I owe you one, yeah? Next I'm, time you need something, uh, you ask old Flippin. He help you. I'm just going to nod. All right. Meanwhile, Golden Axe and Gemini are heading into below the poop deck towards the captain's quarters. This is a bad idea. Do you three following? I'm just curious. Nope. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going I'm to look at Golden. You open the door, and you can see this blood trail. That's faint. You recognize it as the blood trail from Black Rabbit, where she'd been gutted and left to die and then pulled in and healed by your own hands. That was halfway down the hall towards this doorway, the door sitting there creaking and slamming shut. As you walk closer and closer, you can't help but feeling uh, they're like, this is a bad idea, but your ambition, your curiosity gets the best of you as you step forward and open it the door opens with a loud creak and inside it's dimly lit the stained glass windows to the captain's cabin quarters gives a shadowed look to the entire place there's a large desk in front of you a swivel chair that's moving slightly and what looks like the captain's cloak or jacket hanging from it the bed sits there there's a pile on it might be a body you can't quite make it out in the low light you step forward. Your low light vision casts everything into a shade of gray. I'm gonna pull up my crossbows. Okay. Um, I'm gonna pull. Uh, how big? How big is this room? It's larger than your room with the six beds. It's um, quite big. It's about the width of the ship, and I'd say a good twenty feet back. Okay. Um, Gemini is gonna also grab her wooden boomerang. Okay. And just just have it at the ready. No problem. This is the one that was crafted by Nia. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so in Golden Lax, when she looks around the room, what, what, does, what does she see? What, what are, there are several bookshelves along one side, but 
I would like a perception check from you as you start taking last round. Both of you, actually. Uh, 18 uh, on the dice. Not a, natu- uh, not a natural, but 20. 20. And likely from a wisdom modifier. Uh, 19. 19. 19 and 20. You both look around. In both of your dark vision, you'd be seeing everything in shades of gray. You'd see several books on one side. There's a map table against the far wall, a chest, a large bed, this desk up there with a swivel chair sitting nearby. On the far side, an armoire filled with clothing, somewhat ajar with several of the drawers look like they've been rifled through. And on the far right, as you turn and you're kind of both of you panning the room together, you see a figure standing there, his back to you, looking over some documents in the pale light. Wild hair back, no sign of the captain's hat with the purple plume feather. Is is he just like is the body like hunched over the desk or is it kind of like it's standing, um, standing, yes near the armoire. Look, looking down at something likely in its own in its hands. But like I said, all you can see is shades of gray. Does the captain realize that we're there? You don't know yet. Gold, Golden Axe is just going to grab uh, Gemini. Um, just by the, the sleeve and just kind of pull her back out of the door just okay. quietly if we can just sneak back out going somewhere <gasps> oh, the shit. captain says oh, as you dad, start to walk out <sighs> his voice while always sounding creepy almost sounds cold to you oh. deathly I just gotta chill <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> he's so oh he's so we just uh just run. Just, <laughs> we're just gonna go for a walk. Um, still just sneaking out of the room. We're sneaking. We're about. We should just fucking run. Head out. I don't think that's a good idea. He's already seen us. He already knows we're there. I, we're, and you're on a boat together. Yeah, we're really anywhere to go. Really go. Really go. <laughs> well, at least we can get help, right? From who? Yeah, For all his crew. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull away from her. And uh, slowly walk back up and just be like, we saw the blood trail. We we came to come see if you were okay. That was done by your own friend. Or should I rather say your worst enemy? Yeah, about that. He's, um, he's no longer with us. Oh, but you are wrong there. As he turns, you see the captain's face, but part of it's mm-hmm. gone. As you see his skull there, his hair flowing over part of it as it's been blasted away or torn away, you're not too sure. Wait, is this is this the necromancer? So, no. Oh. <laughs> oh. I was like, oh shit. Wait. Oh my head just about exploded. You mean to tell me he, you mean to tell me Renego's still alive? I cut him free of the ship. Mind you, I don't know where his boat went. Oh, he's alive, alright. I can't say the same for you. The, what you see in his hands is a book which drops to the ground as he reaches to the side and draws a cutlass. As, as, as he does that, I'm winging my boomerang at him. We need to roll for initiative. Oh. <laughs> I told you I'd kill that fucking captain. Wait, like everybody? <laughs> um, I'd say everybody aboard the ship. Sorry, oh, Renego, you are currently on a rock naked. Yeah. I can't help you there. <laughs> Natural 20. Nice. Everybody on the ship, you said, is rolling for initiative? Uh, yes, just in case. Oh, we just get in involved. case we get looped in, yeah. I'm uh, um, I'm so glad to be on a rock naked right now. <laughs> I got a twenty-five. And as, um, 
You got a 25. 25. Okay. 25. Oh. Uh, 15. 15. Four. Four. 15. 15. I'm really hoping someone does a painting. You know, like a Little Mermaid Ariel where she's like bursting from the rock in the waves? <laughs> I'm hoping someone does a painting of Renego like that. <laughs> <laughs> like the ring, you know? I love it. Why do you think a very dark scene and make light of it? <laughs> um... I just, so wanna, I just want to also mention that, like, as 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 I'm gonna throw my throw my throw my boomerang, the blade that's on there, yeah. I want to I want I want to basically like nick myself okay. to, to prime my well, uh, primal right. We roll initiative for a reason. And this is to determine who is quicker amongst us in the course of battle. You bring your blade, your boomerang back, ready to cut yourself with it. But as you do, a flash of light catches your eye. I'd say Golnax being further back, you see it more clearly as he draws a cutlass free, cuts up. Towards your hand that's drawing this blade. Wait, I'm st- I'm standing like ten feet back for a moment. Why not? At least. Oh, you're standing back, but he does move forward. What's your armor class? You said this was a very large room. I don't. I don't. I don't you can don't, move up to thirty I, feet in a movement. I don't like this. <laughs> don't like dying. My, arm, my <laughs> armor class is one hundred. No. <laughs> Thirteen. Thirteen. He comes up. This blade strikes out, hits you across the arm. I need you to make a reflex or a dexterity save as he attempts to disarm you as you take seven points of damage from this cutlass. Oh. Dexterity save? Dexterity. Oh, uh, sorry, uh, 14. 14. You attempt to hold onto your boomerang, but as this blade cuts you across the arm, your grip loose, loosens just enough and it flies back to the ground nearby. Okay, what did I take for damage? Seven. Seven. Next up, I'm going to say would be Gemini, as everyone else is not aware of the fight as of yet. Golden Axe? No, it would be Gemini next. With the oh, sorry. Oh, Golden yeah. Axe rolled a seven, I believe. Um, okay, in that three, case, three. I can... Um, <laughs> close. I will obviously, uh, now that I've already been inflicted with pain, that will uh, charge my primal right. Um, so you're taking uh, more damage. Does it squeeze yes. out some of your own blood? Yes. Okay. Um, so I will pick up, pick up my boomerang, and uh, whip it, whip it back at him. So you're going to pick up the one that was cut free. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You um, you reach down and squeeze out some of your blood onto this thing as it gets these. It's almost like flame, but blue and cold to the touch, as this ice kind of goes and cracks along the wooden bits of this thing and you throw it at him I need you to make your attack roll 18 18 will hit ice I need you to roll your cold damage separate from your normal damage just so I know what the difference is between them Okay. so just let me know what that dice is separate so 4 for my normal for my normal attack okay and then 5 for my ice damage okay and then um I also get an extra attack as well. Yeah. So at the same time, I'm guessing in my mind, what I'm thinking is, is that like she obviously picks up the, her her wooden boomerang. Yeah. And throws it at this, uh, throws it at him. At the same time, she's gonna pull out her black her black one and basically arm it with her other with her with her hand. Yeah. As the other one comes back and turn around and whip the black one. Okay. Um, I need you to roll that one as well. But as you throw this first boomerang at it, it does catch him and he goes as it hits him in the side. You see the frost hit him and actually kind of spread across his face and then start to fade against it 
as you see his skin that was like once like it's almost like you can see the ice mark spreading as it'd be like frostburn and it starts to fade away as if it didn't affect him that badly oh cool okay so my second one will be 13 13 to hit 13 to hit your second as you grab this black boomerang and you whip it it starts splitting apart and moving through the air like smoke on the wind it comes around whipping towards him as he turns to one side suddenly and it strikes out against the wall against him cracking against it you can see the the cold on the wood this frost mark and the boomerang dissipates into smoke it'll be coming back to you later Bring it on, fucker. Gold Max. You're at the doorway. You see Gemini turn to approach this man that you're ready to flee from. And <laughs> the fight. She's like, I'm out of here, Slow motion run. What do you do? Gold Max is going to uh, cast Thaumaturgy. Okay. Um, and she is going to turn to outside the outside the door. And she's just going to call for help. She's going to say, help in the captain's quarters. <laughs> she turned to Buffalo Bill. <laughs> uh, she did a little bit creepy. This sound booms and echoes across the entire ship. Everyone hears it and turns to look as your voice cracks with this energy. It doesn't seem to dissuade the captain at all from his assault. Everyone else will hear this on your next, the next combat round. We'll be going through that. So, Diefrost. You're Ooh. down below mm-hmm. with flint pin. Can yeah. I can I attack mm-hmm. now? Oh, thaumaturgy is an action to cast, so you would not be able to attack. But you can make a move action. You can do a move action. You can move into the room, around the room. You come can hug me. Come away hug from me. The room. <laughs> yeah, you, that would also be an action to heal you if that's what you're wondering. No, I'm good. I'm good for right now. Okay. Don't get cocky. Well, I'm not. I'm not okay, but I'm like I'm. I'm, I'm okay for right now. Okay. So, Diefrost, I believe you rolled a twenty-five for your initiative. Yeah. As you hear this voice, which you recognize as Golden Axe, despite how deep and creepy it sounds, <laughs> um, saying that help is needed in the captain's quarters, the same quarters you remember seeing this ominous kind of feeling to that everybody wanted to avoid earlier. All right. You are um, down below. It's going to take you more than your movement to get back onto deck. Okay, um, is my dice at all ready? I'd say yes by now. Okay, I'm putting it in my pocket, picking up Flimpin and running. Ooh. Picking up Flimpin and <laughs> yep. running. Roll me athletics. Pick him up like a football. <laughs> Can I roll um, dexterity to make myself light? That is <laughs> no. 19. 19. No problem. You pick him up without too much effort, and despite the fact his added weight, he's not heavy, but it's enough yeah. weight to throw you off balance a little bit as you go up the stairs. You you managed to make it up to deck without problem. All right, sweet. You're still holding on to him, or do you put him down? I put him down. Okay, so you carry him up the stairs and put him down. Yeah. I love that you're like, I ain't doing shit until my dice are ready. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's awesome. awesome. <laughs> All right. I believe next we had Eloth. Um. Yeah. So I'll follow them down. To, so you were up on the poop deck, if I remember correctly. I was. Yeah. Okay, so you could get to the doorway of the captain's quarter with a double move with your speed. Okay. Getting down from the, the deck and yeah. down the hallway. All right, I'll come down there and uh, join the melee. As you get there, you see the door is open. You'd see Golnax standing nearby, uh, likely loading her crossbows, right. my guess. Uh, I don't have 
Is my movement down there my action, or I still have it? Like, I that's can everything. That's you okay. using your action to dash. Wait, Actually, you could being use a, a monk, bonus though. Wait, action. Yeah. I have like 50 feet. Yes, uh, so you could use your bonus action to dash. You could do another move to get into the room, but you aren't able to see him yet. You're at the at the hallway. Okay. Right by Golden Axe. Um, yeah, I'll just get as close, close as I can. If I can't see him, then I can't really attack him, so... You can spend your last action to move again, dash once more to get in there. All right. Because you're very I quick. I will do that. I will be there. Okay. So those listening, he's used his move action, his bonus action to dash, and another action to dash once more to go 150 feet, which <laughs> basically it was a little over 100 to get next to him, but you just couldn't quite get there. He's Usain Bolt. <laughs> yeah. Whenever, whenever you see dash, I'm not thinking of like um, of you like running towards it. I'm thinking of like old school, like just like dash, like he's just... Jumping in space. Every time he says dash, I think of uh, the Incredibles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You, you get in there, and you can see this cutlass-wielding captain, or what was once a captain, now some sort of skeletal, ghoul, zombie creature, undead. Clearly, his one eye, where you can see the skull glowing red, a grin across his face still there, as you can see a dagger plunged into his chest, this bruise forming where this boomerang hit him, and Gemini sitting there injured. It's his turn. He looks over towards Eloth, and he smiles. Ah, I was told about you. As his blade comes straight across in a plunging-like motion towards you, Eloth, as you come barreling to this room at full speed, it <laughs> hits. Ooh, nine points of damage as he comes across with this stabbing motion. Well, he does that. He'd be he'd be passing by me, right? No, Eloth ran right up to him. Oh, uh, okay. which I believe is your intention to get right into melee. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Done. You didn't step away, and as this plunges in, his hand you can see glowing with a blue energy. His flesh literally melting away, and you can see the bone there as he reaches out to touch it, touch you, um, Gemini. And his one sword's thrusted, stabbing Eloth as he came in. His other mm-hmm. hand is glowing with his energy. You can see his flesh melting away. From yep. his hand as he reaches out to towards to touch you. Can I um, uh, grab my other da- my other dagger out, and I'm going to also inflict it with my primal right. Um, so there's two things that need to happen here. It's kay. the start of your next turn. Yep. <laughs> there's a bladed boomerang coming back towards you. I need you to make a reflex save to catch. You feel a weight on your hip where your other boomerang that you had thrown is now returned. And on top of that, this man is reaching towards you with this blue energy, and you have to make a choice here. Either you're going to try and evade him, meaning you're going to make a reflex save to uh, try and avoid his attack, Mm -hmm. or you can try and stand your ground and fight him. Can I... So also, this is partially because given my role, um, and what's in front of me, him like reaching out for me, I'm guessing out of the corner of my eye, I would see my boomerang coming back to me. And it's coming back. Can I not worry about trying to catch my boomerang coming back to me and instead pull, pull out one of my daggers? Yes. Okay, I'm going to pull out. I'm, gonna, I'm basically going to do that. I'm going to look out of my corner eye, not worry about my, um, my boomerang coming back to me, pull out my dagger, and I want to try and cut this guy's arm off. Okay. Roll to attack, and good uh, luck. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, and with that, when I pull it out, can I inflict my primal right on it as well? How much health do you have left? I've still got 39. After taking 10, 17? Yeah, because I was at 53. Okay, just so. clarifying. Okay. You have 50... 
Yeah. I'll, I'll have to check your numbers later. What are your hit dice? I have oh. 10. Yeah. So you're I have 39 five. when I'm full. I have 37. Um, yes. That's what? Yeah. But 53. Okay. I'll have to check those numbers. <laughs> so that puts me so arithmetic, 50, not a blood hunter thing. So thirty nine no. minus five puts me at thirty three. Does Flint, uh, okay. why didn't Flintpin get around? You would be going last in this initiative order, I think. Oh, okay. Because you rolled a one. I rolled natural twenty. But oh, sorry, okay. I, I okay. must have got you mixed up with someone else. It's okay. I will get you going next. No worries. Okay. Uh, so, so with my dagger. That'll be 14, 15. <laughs> You're still being cradled in arm. <laughs> 17 to hit. 17 to hit. You will hit. Roll damage. Okay. Flintpin falls asleep when he travels, so the carrying, you just sort of like... <laughs> you can just edit it. So just prop yourself in later. <laughs> yep. So that'll hit for 10. For 10. Yeah. All right. You come out with your dagger, and you strike out. Once again, that frost, as you cut in, you can see the blood, the, the skin separate mm-hmm. on that one arm. You hit bone. But the frost itself, as it starts to hit, starts to fade once again. Doesn't seem to affect him nearly as bad. Okay. Meanwhile, that hand comes up and basically plows into you, clawed like into your chest, dealing <sighs> sixteen points of damage. Oh, oh man! My my dagger wouldn't have like knocked it out of the way or anything. No. <laughs> okay, so now at this point, Gemini's Gemini's dying. Um, somebody please come save me. Your bladed boomerang flies. <laughs> Into the through the air and the blade jams into the wood deep on the far side of the captain's cabin. Oh, I need to literally pull out my calculator for this to uh, figure out my uh, current health because I am dying. Flintpin, oh, you were dropped off at the top of the stairs on the deck. <laughs> right, Diefrost is there, probably panting a little bit because he just ran up a flight of stairs and a bunch of other stuff with your weight. You can um, see down this hallway, you see where Eloth ran into this room and this door there nearby. Okay, uh, Flintpin would have followed Eloth for sure. Um, can I make it there in a single move or would it take uh, two? You, no, you, from where you've been dropped off, one move will get you to the end of the hallway where you can see inside. Okay, uh, Flintpin will take his move action to get there. Yeah. Um, and do I see what's going on? Like, can I see everybody in there? You can see everyone in there. You'd see this captain. Maybe not the fact that he's undead, but the fact that Gemini and Eloth are both squaring up and fighting against him. Okay, um, Flintpin is going to, um, as he approaches and, and seeing that it's a battle going on, I'm guessing he's not like totally square in the doorway. So he's going to ease off of his move action and cast invisibility as well. Okay, you disappear from sight, and we have next Golden Axe. Golden Axe. Um, she has uh, some experience exploding bolts now what kind of damage is that going to do to this inside of this cabin is this going to set this thing ablaze or because I've also fired one yet I know so you're you don't really know what it's going to do I'm going to load one into one bolt and I've got ten bolts in the other so I'm going to put an exploding bolt in one okay (laughs) and uh, put a just a, a regular heavy bolt in the other okay and then she's gonna fire it at uh, this. Now, captain. are you charging these with any smites before you shoot them? Oh, sure. We should def- definitely do that. Oh, I don't know if I can because I've ha- I haven't had a long rest. Or rest. oh, yes, that's true. So okay. I'm, I'm fresh you out. Slept of, in like three days. I'm fresh out of smite. No smiting. No smiting at Captain right. Smith. So here. your main hand with explosive bolt. 
explosive. Um, I'm going to throw the uh, the first bolt. I'm just going to put uh, one bolt into this cap. Oh, the, re the regular bolt? The then? regular bolt. And that's on your main hand then? Main hand, yeah. Okay. Uh, so that would uh, be 17 with a plus 6. That's a hit. Uh, so I am rolling a d6. For uh, seven points of damage. Seven points. The bolt hits him square in the jaw. You can see, like, it hit him and he just grabs the bolt and tears it out. Chunks of his flesh goes with it. Fantastic. Mm. Now we're going to put an exploding bolt into this guy. All right. Roll the hit. <laughs> oh, no. What'd you roll? Oh, shit. That'd be a nine. A nine. There goes okay. our second bolt. <laughs> Eloth. Gemini, I need you both to make dexterity saves as this thing explodes. What am I feeling lucky with? Me? Right. I was just contemplating. Oh man, that is not gonna work. Can I roll all of them? All right. Um, <laughs> I'm already almost dead. I rolled an eight. An eight. What is it? Dexterity saves? Yeah. Uh, fourteen. Didn't you say something about Renego dying tonight? Oh. <laughs> Just if they wanted to kill something. Yeah, I wasn't talking about myself. Gemini, what'd you roll again? 22, 53. Eight. 100. Eight. <laughs> yeah, eight. You take 14 points of explosive damage as this thing blows up. Eloth, you and the captain dodge and move back away from this explosion from this bolt. Both of you taking half damage, seven each. As this explodes. I'm can, fire resistant, though. Does that help? No, this is explosive. This <clears> is not <throat> fire. Son of a bitch. It's sheer <laughs> force. Uh, what did you say? Seven damage? Oops. Seven. The captain, you can see part of his ribcage blown away, his clothing and his um, tunic showing. And what everyone in the room would see is what, where his organ should be. It's an empty cavity inside. There's a, something glowing and pulsing where his heart should be. Are my initials carved in his ribcage? <laughs> that would be cool. Die Frost. All right. Yeah, I am going to um, draw my daggers. Okay. And I'm going to run toward where I saw everybody else heading. Okay, and a single move action gets you into melee range if you want it. Uh, yeah. And would he... Could, do I get any, like, surprise attack? Um, he would not be surprised against you in the sense of an auto crit but you would get a sneak attack if you hit. Okay, yeah, I am going to try and plunge my daggers into this, like, glowing thing in his chest. Okay, roll to attack. That is a um, strength? Um, dexterity. Both dexterity. Dexterity. Okay. Be plus six for you. Uh, 19. Oh, plus six. Okay, then that would be 22. 22. 22, okay. And roll for your other attack? Um, that would be nine. Nine, okay. Your first attack, this looks like it's going to strike true. It's going to hit him. doesn't catch where you want it to in this glowing orb area, but it does catch him in the fleshy bit. Roll damage. You get your sneak attack, which is 3d6 plus your short sword or dagger. Um, that is my dagger. D4. So okay. 3d6 plus a d4. You need another d6 over there? Yeah, I do. Thank you. And then you add your dexterity modifier. 13 plus dexterity? Yep. 16. 16. You catch him, and this is a blow that would kill any normal man as you strike. But this is no normal man. And as this, you cut several major arteries and sever part of where his spine and rib would be. 
Um, you think this would be a kill blow for anybody. He's still standing, and he looks at you. You can see the bone retching inside his ribcage where it's pulling away as he looks at you with dead and eyes. Because I took Flimpin out of initiative, I'm going to give you one last action because you should technically be going around now. <laughs> okay. So um, it's, it's some weird miniature gnome time warp. Just ignore that fact. <laughs> <laughs> I like hit a black hole moment. Just like whoop. Yeah. You teleported um, yourself. You were here? <laughs> this is why we write down initiatives, but I just forgot to. Uh, so Flimpin is going to, he's invisible right now. So yeah. he's going to make his way behind uh, the captain. Yeah. And um, I'm guessing I can make it in behind him. And he's going to cast Lightning Bolt right into his back at point blank. Lightning Bolt. Level 3 spell. Level 3. You sure about this? (laughs) I'm I'm standing pretty close. I'm literally touching him. I just stabbed him with a dagger. I I have player's tip if the DM says, are you sure? (laughs) Okay. This is a reminder that Lightning Bolt is an area effect line effect spell. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Which you've actually blown holes through the ships before. As Kyle here playing Gemini is looking, looking at Gavin like, please don't. Please do not do this. So everybody is looking at across the record store. You're more than welcome to, but I am warning you there's a good chance you're frying three of your allies as well as him at this moment. I don't have a lot of health left. No, he's going um, to go up behind him and touch his back and cast Shocking Grasp. Okay. Roll to attack with advantage as you're currently invisible. None of those are good. Um, 13. 13. It's like by some second nature, he gets a wind, the wind that you're behind him. Maybe it's your smell. You're not too sure. But as you reach out to touch him, he takes a step forward as if to attack, which he is about to, and your hand just misses. Um, you are now visible to, the, to everyone as this is technically an attack, breaking your visibility, casting that spell. Right. Make a perception check. Four. You see nothing but the battle in front of you. Everyone else's backs are turned. Ooh. Okay. He just said ooh. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> he rolled dice and went ooh. 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 <laughs> That's not good. How? How is it that I have fifty-three hit points and I'm almost dead? <laughs> Well, How is it that you have 53 yeah, yeah, yeah. points? <laughs> bigger question. I'll, I'll explain to you what happened. We'll, 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 check, we'll check that after the episode. All right. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. That's... He just turns to you a lot. And you, he smiles. You can see that glowing in his chest, glowing brighter. And it's pulsing a little faster now as he's looking at you. This blade in hand, he pushes his hand away, pulling it free from Eloth. No, Eloth, you go before him, don't you? Um, do I? Yeah. Yes, yes I do, because so, I moved into yes, the room, then he yes. attacked me. You get to go first. I also forgot to use my Hellish Rebuke on him earlier. It's oh. okay. I'll get him now. What would you like to do? Um, <laughs> Eloth is going to take his trusty quarterstaff, do a little bedazzle movement with his hands, and plunge it like a big stake right through that shiny orb in his chest. I like it. Roll to attack. I'm going to try to do that anyways. Yeah. That does not look like a successful hit. That is an 11, an 11 plus a 3. 14. You strike, and this would be true to anyone, but your staff goes right through that open area of his ribcage where it's been blown away, and it's just striking nothing but air underneath the ribs above the pelvic bone. 
missing okay. your target. Uh, I will then use my extra attack. Yes. To um, look up out of his, I look up at his face and do a little gesture with my hands, open up my palm, and just re- release these glowing embers that flow into his face, um, which is, uh, uh, I guess, a tiefling, a homebrew tiefling take on the poison spray spell. Okay. Cool. So, um, yeah, he does a constitution saving throw. Okay. This fiery, smoky ember burns up towards him, and he kind of snarls back as it hits him in the face. Uh, roll damage. Um, D12, I believe. So he didn't. Uh, 2d12. 10, 12. I have rolled a d12 before. 14. 14. It seems to affect him a little bit as you can see him like breathe in the smoke and you can see it kind of flow out of him but he's still standing there ready to strike. Very well. Um, and then for my uh, bonus action. Bonus action. Mm-hmm. I will um, bonus action. I'm just going to uh, spin around in a 180 and whip my tail up and smack him in the face. Flurry of blows. Nice. Um, no, that's just a normal, like a yeah, martial yeah, attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but the nine. A nine. No dice. Your tail whips up to smack him in the face. His hand that had just strike and struck Gemini reaches up and grabs your tail. It just kind of pulls you aside, throwing you off balance just enough as that's you don't rude. hit him. Very uncomfortable. <laughs> he turns to you lot. That glow, like I said, pulsing further and further as he steps forward towards Gemini who's injured the one that came up to attack him I need to make you to make an athletics check as he reaches up to grab you uh, athletics thank god I've got good athletics it's like a 24 wait 17 18 19 20 yeah 24 you managed to Fend off his grasp as he grabs you by the shirt and just tears a bit as he, you push him away. He just grimaces at you. You all are going to die with me here. And that starts pulsing again. Everyone in the room, I need you to make a reflex save as his entire ribcage starts lighting up and it's about to blow. Reflex, that's dexterity? Dexterity, sorry. Oh, okay. Fuck. Flintpin's got a big old eight. <laughs> Me too. I mean, Elath as well. Well, Gemini's choking on her own blood right now, so this makes sense. Six. Six. So Ten. Ten. Twenty-two. Oh, God. Twenty-two. We're all going to die. <laughs> the rogue die is like, us. ooh, I'm out of here, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> die Frost. Yeah. You see this thing pulsing and growing, and your initial instinct is to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. You move back and position yourself back behind the door as this thing starts to blow, using it to shield yourself from the blast. Everyone mm-hmm. else is caught by it. As a rogue, he doesn't take any damage from reflex saves that he passes. I'm so dead. I need one more D6. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so dead. Things you don't want the DM yeah. to say. I don't have enough dice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 13 points of fire damage as this erupts forward, hitting everyone in the room. We share 13 points? No, each of you take oh, 13 fuck. as this blasts out. His entire body eviscerates the entire room. Flipping gets blown back and goes unconscious and is dying. So does Eloth. Yeah. So is Gemini. 
Ready <laughs> drop. Gemini's dead. Golden Axe, you're still standing. You watch this eruption happen. But as you see the flames arch across the room, you just see this message. Turn back from the aisles. Written in flames across the walls. So is, is he dead? Like, is he gone? He's gone. Oh, he just blew up. His ribcage literally blew up in front of everyone. <laughs> well, and good thing I'm okay. You are yeah. such a rogue. It is hilarious. I think this is a good point to end this episode. No, no way. Way. That's Now we have to explain to the rest of the world what's happening today. And I'm sitting naked on a rock. <laughs>